Hey everyone, Josh here. Quick question for you. Do you like coffee? Even more important question, do you like fresh coffee? Coffee that's roasted to order and doesn't taste like the bottom of your kitchen oven. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to head over to McQuanoCoffee.com and get yourself some of the best coffee there is to get. Whether you like the light roast or the dark roast or you're feeling a little whimsical and you want to get that sample pack, McQuano Coffee Roasters has everything you need. And just when you thought this couldn't get any sweeter, make sure to use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. Do yourself a favor and stop drinking bad coffee because you know what? Life's too short for that. Head on over to McQuanoCoffee.com and use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. You will not regret it. Thanks, and now on to the show. What's wrong with you people? How do y'all feel this morning? Why do you always make me define what you meant? What? That's how I feel. I don't know why you're clapping. I'm talking about you. question until you ask it correctly. Hello and welcome to the Reformatory, the podcast for the local church by the local church. My name is Josh Loftus and I am the preaching pastor at Port Gardner Church in Everett, Washington. My name is Jack Berry. I'm a deacon at Resurrection Church in Tacoma, Washington. Tacoma, Washington. Uh-huh. Jack, you still slipping sipping on that coffee? Uh-huh. Sip, 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 sip. Yep. Delicious. Yep. Speaking of coffee, Maquano coffee. Yes. They're the best. Rollins. Even when I water it down, it's delicious. Even when you accidentally <laughs> like flood it with water. Uh, yeah. Maquano Coffee is the best. Ladies and gentlemen, our sponsor of the Reformatory Podcast, head on over to maquanocoffee.com. They're out of Rawlings, Wyoming, bringing all the hipster goodness, all the good coffee to the big old state of Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Follow them on all the socials, Facebook and Instagram, at Maquano Coffee, spelled M-U-K-W-A-N-O, Coffee. Maquano Coffee, fantastic sponsor. We love their coffee. Um, maybe one of these days. Maybe. Not saying for sure. But maybe a reformatory podcast blend. I'm just saying. It's a possibility. It could happen. <laughs> it could happen. Not sure what that would taste like. Um, but it could happen. A reformatory might, 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 might have that to look forward to in a undisclosed amount of time from now. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, how's it going, buddy? It's going well. Oh, it feels Fun good times. to be, feels good to be podcasting, man. Like, yeah, feels good to have you back from, <laughs> from, uh, you know, honeymoon. Uh, dude, the wedding, the wedding went great. Yeah. It, it was did. a fantastic wedding. It was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Really, really good. Uh, the reception. <laughs> is another story <laughs> can we talk about this uh, yes you can can we yeah we can uh, Can we okay yeah. okay i wasn't sure i wasn't oh, sure yeah. if, no, if this was fair we've, game we've talked about this okay i've already talked about this yeah okay all right good 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 yeah. um so as our faithful listeners will know you and your lovely wife nastia asked me to be the MC for your wedding reception. Yeah, very hastily. Yes. Very, uh, yes, very hastily. It was kind of a last minute thing, which I was very happy to do. I've yeah. done I've done uh, I've done it before. 
it's not out of my wheelhouse. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty pretty fast on my feet yeah. when it comes to communication and things like that. <laughs> um, and I would say that the vast majority of the night, massive success. <laughs> massive success. <laughs> went, it went great. It was fantastic, right? Like, like, it was perfect. Like, we let people eat and then they you know people like talked and we gave stories and i thought the story that i shared of you was pretty good i think it was received pretty well even though vast majority of people in that room didn't speak english or (laughs) or or very limited english uh i feel like it the story translated well got some smiles got some laughs um overall great night overall and then (laughs) i know what you're gonna say and then um, the assault. The the assault of <laughs> I would I know I will call it this the fury <laughs> of the fundamentalists. <laughs> okay, let me let me paint this picture for you here. I'm it's getting to the end of the night. Yeah, like we're almost done. People have eaten. The cake has been cut, and it's time for dancing. Mm-hmm. Because that's what you do at weddings. You dance. <laughs> it's really the only time Josh, that you dance. Josh, you don't know Russian. Okay. No, I'll, yeah. Well, hold on. Well, I, no, no, no. I do now. <laughs> I do now. Here's the thing. I was under the assumption, <laughs> falsely, <laughs> that you and your bride, <laughs> lovely, lovely Nastia, had spoken to certain parties that were going to be attending this wedding mm-hmm. before the reception occurred. Mm-hmm. Now, that may have happened. We did talk about this, yeah. Yeah. So here's the thing. So I'm emceeing. It's going great. Awesome night. <laughs> the music starts pumping, and I get on the mic because I'm asked to do this by the bride. When the bride asks you to do something at her wedding... And you are the MC. Yeah. You do not refuse. Yeah. You say yes, ma'am. <laughs> That's what I did because it's her night. I get on the microphone and I go, "Ladies and gentlemen, the bride and groom would like to invite you to the dance floor <laughs> to celebrate their wedding, to dance." Right? <laughs> and it, and things start popping. The music starts playing. People are getting up. People are getting excited. All the kids are out there. The youngsters, they're all getting out there. They're starting to they're starting to get jiggy with it. <laughs> get jiggy with it. <laughs> Things are popping. I don't know about that, but yeah, okay. <laughs> My back is turned. And I turn around to look at you and I see two individuals <laughs> making a beeline for me. Yeah. For me. Yeah. And they ain't happy. <laughs> oh, they angry. Yeah, they are. They are furious. They come out. And here's the thing: the worst part, Jack, about all this, I don't speak Russian. <laughs> I don't speak. A, I know Tavadich and Borsk. Those are the two Russian words that I know, and neither of those were applicable in this situation. And they didn't know English. So there's a there's a barrier here, right? There's somewhat of a barrier, yes, because I know who they who are. Came livid, after. livid that we are dancing. They are they're at me like no 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 like like they knew the word no. It was no 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 no. Jo- I think they pronounced my name Josh. 
Josh. I think it was I think it was Josh. I think it was Josh all Josh. night. Josh, 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 Josh. No, Josh. No, no, Josh. And I'm sitting here like, like I I don't really know what to do. Yeah. So I like I tried like I just repeat the mantra. I take orders from the bride. <laughs> Whatever the bride Good wants. For you, my friend. Yes, of course. <laughs> like, what else are you gonna do, right? Like, 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 I take orders from the bride. I'm just doing. I'm doing what the bride asks. Doing what the bride asks. Bro, you owe me. <laughs> you that's owe that's me? where this story is going. Wow. You owe me. You owe me big time because that was really. Un- I've never. I've never in my life been yelled at by Russians before, <laughs> and I have to say. It was not all it's cracked up to be. <laughs> but the funniest so at the end of the day, it was because we were dancing in church. Yeah. That's 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 what it was. They they aren't they aren't about they aren't about the dancing in church. But what was interesting is they didn't say anything. They didn't say and this is how fundamentalism works, people, right yeah. here. They didn't say anything when the bride and groom had their dance. Yeah. They didn't say anything when the when the bride and the the father yeah. had their father dance. Bride, yeah. It was when everyone else was invited to the dance floor. Yeah. That's when it went from fine uh, to blatant sin. We were I mean, let's be honest about this too. Okay. So um we had to have a change of venue, like last minute as well, too. Oh, really? And okay. I mean, that church is a Russian Baptist fundamentalist church. Let's oh. be honest about that. And so that's tough in and of itself, trying to make that call. And I think it was funny because when you when we started, okay, first of all, that music yeah. that we were playing, we played that the whole entire night, right? But apparently, choir practice was going on upstairs. Oh, really? <laughs> so, dude. <laughs> It was, uh, yeah. I did not know yeah, that. That's we were, awesome. Dude, we, uh, that is we fantastic. were, uh, as I think Judas Priest put it, breaking the law. Breaking the law. <laughs> breaking the law. Uh, da, 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 da. So, oh, uh, that's but legit yeah, It awesome. was, um, dude, I have had, uh, it's interesting because, uh, my wife's, uh, parents, uh, divorced yeah. and her dad and her stepmom completely 180 degrees really completely different attitudes oh wow okay okay her mom and her stepdad on the other hand completely uh fundamentalist baptist yeah to the to the hardcoreness of it so yeah it's uh i would say that i like my father-in-law i'm way more partial my father-in-law right um and his wife uh but yeah that's just me anyway yeah yeah I I feared for my life. I I I feared for my life. I did. I was scared. I saw I saw like Yeah. It was it was scary. <laughs> Here's the thing. I can deal with fundamentalists. But Russian fundamentalists? Oh my god. <laughs> them scary people. <laughs> scary people. Oh my goodness. Anyway, fun story. Like we'll remember that the rest of our lives. Sure. Like, do you absolutely. remember do you remember like way back when do you remember you rehearsed? <laughs> Those, ah. those 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 fundies, man. The fundies. <laughs> anyway, good 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 stuff. Good times. Good times. Jack, what are we talking about today, man? Uh, we're gonna be talking. We about, actually are gonna talk yeah, about something. We are gonna be ta- I mean, <laughs> that kind of prerequisite. Yeah, we're not just riffing again. No, uh, we're gonna talk about uh, kind of dating newly married within the local church. Yeah, how yeah, does yeah. that go? Right. How is that? Um, 
I guess, how can the local church benefit uh, a couple that is looking towards marriage as their ultimate goal when they're dating? That should be your goal mm-hmm. as when you date somebody. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, kind of what we're looking at today. And we're using me as a case study, per se. So. We are. Yeah, yeah. Really, really enjoy it. That's, looking forward to this. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, I think, um, uh, you know, obviously the the singles demographic, if you will, if you want to use that word. Yeah. I don't really like that word. No. It really puts it into kind of like this, like, oh, there's 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 demographics we need to be reached. It's like, it, it's like the business model at church. It drives me crazy. But I don't know of a better word. The singles... People, <laughs> the single people, the, the single, yeah. the singles people. Um, so, so actually, I would love to do an app on for singles as well because I think, yeah, side note, yeah, that's not what we're going to be talking about, but the the singles, I can't get around the word demographic, uh, is a I think a largely overlooked, uh, oh, especially yeah. si- singles, um, that are adults, mm-hmm. right? Largely overlooked group in church in t- regards to like, where do they fit in? How do they plug in? How can they serve? Things like that. And it, it's often forgotten. So I, what I'd love to do is get uh, Travel, yeah, our, our mutual friend mm-hmm. from Chicagoland on, because uh, he's he's pretty passionate about this this kind of stuff, and I think he's got a lot of great things to say. But that's neither here nor there. We're not talking about singles today. We're talking about newlyweds. Mm-hmm. Newlyweds, those who have just tied the knot. Now, now, I mean, offshoot question: What do we consider newlywed? Is this like a year or less, or are we two years or less, or uh, does it is it a case by case issue depending on say, how much they've grown? I would say a year or less. <laughs> yeah. I would say within a year. Yeah, um, I would say that. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, yeah, we want to talk about how those who have been married a year or less. Uh, I think one what's important for them to do yeah. as a newlywed couple, but then also how can the local church best serve them mm-hmm. in this very critical time that th- that they're in currently, you know, that, I mean, it's the old phrase, but it's true. The honeymoon's over, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like all of, all of the glitz and the glamor and the funds and the feels like from dating and the honeymoon, it, it's, I mean, for most people, the honeymoon is over, you know, day two of the honeymoon, mm-hmm. just because you've been in the same bed for yeah. hours and you realize like oh yeah this person uh snores yeah that's awesome or something along yeah or something yeah. along those lines are <laughs> like they squeeze the toothpaste from the middle of the tube <laughs> how dare they <laughs> your beard hair doesn't stay on your face it sheds <laughs> sorry i digress um yeah so and how how the church can be ministering to those folks so jack as a newly married mm-hmm. uh, i don't want to make this all just like kind of um, uh, interview style, but yeah, but as as a newly married man, um, what would you say uh, is one aspect or multiple aspects that you want mm-hmm. from your local church, your local church leadership, and and the community that that entails? What what do you want as a newly married person? Sure, I think that's um, well, a I would hope that any newly married couple um, hopefully has met within the church, I guess. Um, I don't know. I've, I think that sometimes, even within the Pacific Northwest, it's usually you meet outside of church 
and then you both come inside the church, but I don't know. I, I would like there to be a more normalization, I guess, of couples know, meeting I, within the church and marrying within the church. I, know that's I met difficult. my wife at a speakeasy. Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Well, game's over, folks. Game's over. No, I'm kidding. I'm um, kidding. I'm so, kidding. Anyway, so, I mean, I met my wife through one of my pastors. Yeah. And so... That's um, the best way, people. Sure. It is. I'm just going to say, I'll be bold enough to say it. Meeting your spouse in church is the best way. It's not the only way. Yeah. Not that it can't happen other where, uh, other place else. Yeah. But it's the premium way. But you have people that you trust already. Yes. Vouching for their character, vouching for them and saying, hey, like, yeah, yeah go, go seek and see what's there. Right. So, um, I mean, as a newly married man within the church, I think some things that you have to ask yourself are, A, who's going to be there for us mm-hmm. if some ish goes down? Yeah. Um, who's going to be there for us as mentors or anything like that? And we actually have mentors within the church, um, within my local church, and we're actually going through uh, The Meaning of Marriage by Tim Keller, that book, oh, yeah. with them. And so, and they did our premarital and everything like that, and they were at our wedding. And so... I would say, A, make sure that a couple is is with you within mm-hmm. this time period because yeah. uh, I would say having a couple who's mentoring you and who's investing uh, their lives with you, who's been married for a long time, they know what's going to happen. They sure. know what's going on. Um, we had... Uh, this morning we went over chapter one with them in that book and we talked about different things of what, and I mean, they're candid with us and we're candid with them as well too. And that definitely helps. So a would be trying, try to find, um, some married mentors. Yeah. That's huge. And just ask them questions or maybe have some times when you meet up with them. Right. Yeah. That, that is hugely important. Yeah. If you are, newly married, take that advice because there is so much wisdom to be gained. Like, here's the thing. There's nothing new under the sun. Every marriage goes through the same crap. Yeah. It might be different details, but at the root, it's the same issues, right? Because we're all sinners. We all struggle with the same things. Mm -hmm. Pride, selfishness, anger, lust, fill in the gap, right? Yeah. If you can find for yourself that couple that Jack's talking about that's been married 20, 30, 50 years, that has a record of faithfulness to each other and faithfulness to the church, man, you grab onto that couple and you do not let go because that, that is going to be such a blessing to you and your spouse, uh, beyond, beyond anything like beyond most things, having that couple that you can come to and be like, all right, we're arguing about this. Mm-hmm. This is something that we just cannot see eye to eye on. Um, you know, she wants this. I want this. Uh, they can help you through that. Cause I guarantee you they've gone through either that exact same thing or something very similar. And they're, and, and, and they're going to be able to show you how the word of God and the local church play into that specific issue, right? Also, they're going to be there to encourage, mm-hmm. right? When when you and your wife are doing great, right? Yeah. And they like like you know, we're just we're really enjoying each other right now, 
Like we are in a time of such happiness and bliss and thankfulness. Like they are going to be there to rejoice with you in that. Like that's 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 so important to have that that couple just to be your disciples mm-hmm. and to be in community with you someone you can be authentic with and just basically nothing's off the table, yeah. right? We, we need those friends, whether they're couples or individuals, right? Like Jack and I have that. It was where there's, there's nothing off the table. Mm-hmm. If we need to talk about something, it's hand in his head. <laughs> Go ahead. Remember the premarital questions I asked yeah. you? <laughs> Oh my gosh, dude! You should have Some seen Josh's face. We're sitting there in a in a cigar la- in the cigar lounge in Tacoma, and I'm asking Josh <laughs> these really serious questions. And there's a guy, dude. The dude sitting right next to us. His eye, dude. He was he was so uncomfortable. Oh yeah, he so was, uncomfortable. He was squeamish. Oh, because yeah. Jack's like so. Like he walks in, and it's like a mo- it's like the thing in the movie theater where it's like it's practically empty. One person walks in. Where do they sit? Yeah, like right next, to right him. in front of you, right. It was like that. He just sits down, and then I'm just like, uh oh. And then Jack's like opening question was like, all right, what, what, like what, what, what secret sins? Yes, do I what, what secrets sins, or, or what, what sins sin do, patterns? Do what I sins patterns like do you see in my life? Yeah. And this dude's eyes got so wide. He was like, oh man. <laughs> it was good, all right. But <laughs> all that, all that to say. You need those friends and those individuals in the church. And it's not going to be everybody, mm-hmm. right? It's not, you're not going to be, you're not going to have that level of intimacy, relational intimacy with everybody in the church. Yeah. It's going to be a very small amount of people, but yeah. you do need those individuals where nothing's off the table, right? Yeah. And as a married man or a married woman, having that individual for yourself is so important. Mm-hmm. It is, it is, I, I will say it's vital. Yeah, it it is absolutely vital. Yeah, just having accountability there and having people um, to guide you along through that kind of yeah. journey of your life as a believer. Yeah, it's huge. So yeah, that's definitely a big thing. Um, I would say uh, so. Having mentors within the church, uh, married mentors. I would say another thing is um, having uh, a community group. Or having a oh, life yeah. group with you as well, too, uh, being plugged in that way, and then talking to guys within your life group about what's going on. So that's another level yep. that I'd recommend uh, to newlyweds. But um, And then having, I mean, I think our my wife and my goal really is to kind of minister to even folks who are single yet maybe looking around and trying to, and asking themselves, like, am I going to be single forever? Right. Is this going to be a season? Is this not? Um, I think trying to come alongside those folks as well. I know we've had some encounters with some uh, certain Christians lately where um, they're kind of walking through this time of, like, who should I date? How should I do this? Um, This is all new to me. What should I do about this? And so... um, this was actually kind of when we were, my wife and I were just, uh, were engaged maybe about a month ago or so. Yeah. We're kind of walking with this, um, we're still walking with her. Um, but yeah, she was asking those kind of questions and she even asked my wife recently on like a phone call of like, Hey, um, my parents are really pushing this guy. 
that I should date this guy and stuff like that, but he's not even a believer. What should I do? And oh, holy smokes! So yeah. Oh man, and That's we're like, so ah, hard. don't do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't do that. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, so trying. Even though you're you're newlyweds, you're still, I guess, one step ahead of some other people within a season of life. Yeah, and they get to see you in that season as you walk with them, and you're like, hey you're mutually discipling each other through those times. And so yep. finding, I mean, to me as a, as a young um, kind of married man, I would say try and find those folks who are single and struggling and asking those questions of, uh, am I going to be married or not? Yeah. Um, they may need some time. They may have some questions and stuff like that. And, you know, you're going to be that kind of, um, that soothing balm, if you will, to sure, them. Sure. So yeah, yeah. So those those are some really good and practical steps that I think <clears throat> you, as a married couple, should take. Uh, I would add one more, and that would be to as as uh, as almost obvious as it sounds. It's sadly not in today's culture. Is is make the local church a priority? Sure. Yeah. You know, you you have to make the gathering of believers, definitely on Sunday morning, but also the community throughout the week, you have to make that a vital priority and almost your utmost priority, especially in the early years of marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's that community that is in your local church that is going to mold you. It's going to be what the Lord uses to mold you and form you, bring you into a greater, into greater conformity with the image of Christ. And the lo- there is no better context there at all there is no better context to grow in love for one another mm-hmm. in the context of marriage than the local church there's not yeah that that is where it happens that that is the best context that uh that growth will happen in so I would say make the local church priority in your life. Make it when the doors. I mean, I mean, obviously we're not we're not legalistic about it. But if you can, as a married couple, if the doors are open, hop through them. Yeah, right. Like y- y- you need to be there. Mm-hmm. You need to be there. So let's shift focus a little bit to the local church itself, mm-hmm. the leaders of the local church, or us being a member of the local church, we see this uh, this married couple is married a year or, or less. How, how can we then begin to be a greater encouragement and help them along the, the early stages and the early times of their marriage? What are some steps that we can do perhaps from a member's level? And then I would say even greater from the leadership level, some things that the local church can be doing in terms of like programs or, 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 uh, you know, special focus on those individuals. Yeah. Well, I think, um, maybe program or discipleship focus. We, the couple that mentors us is actually the leaders of the the marriage ministry. And so oh, that nice. helps out a lot in the way of, um, this is how you live out marriage biblically. And so there's a lot of, 
there's groups dedicated to that uh, within our church. And so um, that's one way as far as leadership goes, looking at that. But then I think, you know, within our wedding ceremony that we had, basically people were at our wedding ceremony that dedicated to be in community with us, right. to walk alongside with us. And when a newly married couple comes into the church, hopefully that's their response as well too, of like, hey, we're going to walk alongside them and we're right. going to be in community with them and we're going to ask them questions and make sure everything's going okay or respond if some things are out of whack or whatnot. Yeah. So I would say that that's another thing as well too, uh, that members of a local church like are kind of in covenant, so to say, yeah, with sure. uh, newlyweds and like helping them out if they need anything um, and being there for them as well too. So yeah, I mean, members are basically the whole big idea is just being in community and yeah. being in uh, a community in which looks at you and looks at the gift that you've been given yeah. of a marriage between two people and especially two two imperfect sinful people that are coming together right yeah <laughs> that exactly. are <laughs> that are living out well, may, this, maybe your marriage Jack. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> that are living out the profound mystery as paul says the profound mystery yeah um, that's exactly right well and i think i think that's important because i think i i don't mind like uh like a specific ministry in church that's dedicated to uh, newlyweds, like mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't mind the, the newlywed uh, programs and the classes and the ministries and stuff like that. Um, as long as I think, I think they need to point those individuals to that kind of one-on-one relationship that we started talking about, mm-hmm. right? I don't think there's a problem of like having a a marriage class at church being like, hey, you're newly married. The, this is an overarching thing that you are going to be going through. You're, this is going to come up. This is going to come up. This is going to come up, right? And it's going to basically be like perhaps a more a more condensed version of premarital counseling, right? Yeah. If, if your premarital counseling was worth its salt, let's be honest. Uh but I think those should have the goal of connecting and and creating a further further community within the church, right? Yeah. You can't just I don't think you can just have a newlywed ministry and expect that to take care of everything. Yeah. Because there are so many issues and so many problems that newlyweds will go through that they don't feel comfortable talking about mm-hmm. in front of a crowd. Yeah. Right? Right. It requires that you build a rapport and build a relationship and a connection with an individual so that that trust can form, mm-hmm. right? Newlyweds that are struggling with, I don't know, fill in, fill in the gap, finances or, or you know, sexual intimacy, whatever, you know, those, those real private issues, usually nine times out of 10, unless they are just like super, super like outgoing, they aren't going to air that dirty laundry in front of everybody. Yeah. Right? So- that's where I think those types of ministries fall short is that they usually don't have as their goal or a resort or excuse me, as a result, uh, further connection, mm-hmm. right. And, and, and greater community with those individuals. So if you're going to have those type of things, I would highly suggest trying to, trying to integrate that somewhere, somewhere in it. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think so. Our marriage ministry is pretty interesting because um, we take they take in couples anywhere who are dating, who are thinking about the possibility of dating. Yeah, to engage couples anywhere between the to even like married couples 10, 20, 30 years. Who've sure, been married. sure. So yeah. So yeah, it has to be an overall arching, encompassing thing versus just, oh, you're newly married, go over here, right, and trying to compartmentalize right. members of the church. So, right. well, and and it, and it requires the community of the church to help with that, yeah, right, because unless you're, unless you're a big thousands of people where you literally have a newlyweds pastor, the vast majority of people that we're talking to on this podcast. Don't have that. Don't have that. Yeah, they, yeah. they they never going to have that. Yeah. Right? That's something really, really rare. Mm-hmm. So you, if you're a pastor, you're listening to this, you're like, well, how do I talk to every every newlywed? Maybe I don't have any newlyweds, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it requires the community of the church, the members, the fellowship, yeah. to be on mission for these people, yeah. right? And to be bringing these these individuals, these newlyweds into their lives, into their homes, right? Um, and honestly, like, that's that's a huge, that's kind of the answer to any demographic of church, mm-hmm. whether you're newlyweds, whether you're single, whether you're youth, whether you've been married 50 years, uh, the answer really is the same. It's the community of the church being there for each other mm-hmm. and being a part of each other's lives. And we're all going to help each other in different ways, right? We all have different experiences, different stages of life that we're in. Like, I'm not going to be a, I, I'm not going to be as effective in my counseling or my 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 uh, you know giving love to this individual uh, in some stages rather than others. Like, like it, it, the Lord uses all of this, right? There's that stu- what's that stupid phrase? It takes a village. It takes oh. a village, <laughs> right? I hate that. I don't know. Every time I hear that, I think of N Night Shyamalan, the village. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't want any part of that village. Terrible movie. That It is not. Take that back. Terrible movie. No. Terrible. You, hey, you don't say that. Terrible. You don't say that. The Village is in a, it's a great movie. It Wretched. is one of, one of M. Night Shyamalan's best. Oh, oh, you probably like, you probably like The Happening, don't you? No. With Wally Berg. No. <laughs> Wally Berg. You probably like The what? Happening. No, You're all not about The even. Happening. What? It's no. E- I, it's- like the worst <laughs> acting I've ever seen in a film happened in a Mark Wahlberg movie, The Happening. It's, it's the worst. My opinion, just to riff on M. Night Shyamalan, okay. it's either Sixth Sense. I mean, yeah, but you're, either, you're, you're like basic it, white dude when you say that. It's either it's like, Sixth Sense signs or, uh, what is it? Unbreakable. I feel uh, like yeah, those are gonna, I feel like those are going to be your your go tos. S- the the anything sense, other than that. Six Sense was nah, good. Son. Six Sense was good. It was a good movie. But the village has got something special, man. No, it's it got does something not. special. <laughs> oh, <my> gosh, <laughs> whatever, bro. Uh, you don't know what you're talking about. You you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know good movies. You don't you don't know. You know what? I I've replaced Daniel with you. <laughs> And Daniel didn't know much about movies either. And you know what? Neither do you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, oh shooting, shooting, shooting. Shots snobbery. over the bow. Shots over the, the bow. snobbery, people. Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, ja- Jack's on his phone. Uh-huh. So I think that means that, that we're done with this episode. Jack wants to be done with this episode because Jack's hungry. Jack, we've got food on the way. Yes. It's, it's literally, look, it's heading to nice. us. We ordered, what did we order? We ordered DoorDash to the church, which I've never done before. 
there's absolutely nothing wrong with it, and it feels like a sin. I don't know why. <laughs> I can't. I can't shake it. There's just something like you order food to the church. Like, Josh, you have obviously <sighs> not been experienced in the ways of uh, ordering Uber Eats or any other kind of uh, delivery service to a church. Yeah, apparently not. It's the first time I've done it. But we ordered. Uh, ooh, famous Dave's, dude. We got some barbecue coming. I'm looking forward to that. That's gonna that's gonna fuel one more up. Yeah, it is. It's gonna be good. And uh, all right, well, Jack. Get us out of here, man. So we you, done. We can uh, if you like rantings about newlyweds or uh, the worst or, uh, or food Russian, delivery Russian service. fundamentalists, <laughs> Russian fundamentalists or food Dancing. delivery services. Josh, 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 Josh. Food Josh. delivery services at at church if they should be or shouldn't be uh. allowed. Uh, you can follow us on the sociables, if you will. Yes, you can. Uh, the Facebook, the Tweaker. Uh, the Instagram, if you will, all at at Reformatory Pod. That's it. Josh, tell the lovely people how they can support us in monetary shekels. 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 If you like dancing, you should become a patron. If you like getting jiggy with it, if you like, if you like popping and what's the phrase? Locking and popping. Pop lock and drop. Pop lock. And d- no. Wait, that's no. No, 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 no. no. That's a fire drill. <laughs> that's not, that ain't it. That ain't it. Uh, guys, gals, newlyweds, singles, uh, if you want to support the audio quality that you are hearing right now, you can become a Patreon supporter for the cost of. I mean, it's not even it's not even much. Like, it's honestly not much. You spend more on a Starbucks latte than you would being a patron. This is true. Uh, and you can have your name hallowed. Hallowed. Hallowed through the halls of this podcast if you do. We will love you. And you'll get some reformatory swag. So, that's cool. Uh, Jack, I think... <laughs> Big Eva has sung. Oh my gosh. <laughs> still it ain't over. It ain't over till the Big Eva sings. Oh my gosh. It ain't no. over till Big Eva sings. Big Eva has sung. And we thank you so much for listening. And we will catch you on the next step of the Reformatory. Mm-hmm.